baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. So usually on this show, I'm the one being accused of being ageist. I just got attacked in an absolute drive-by by a co-worker in the and it wasn't CCO even, Radio cafeteria. It wasn't even me this time. Welcome to Drive Time. It's Jason. This has thrown me so much, we are completely changing our opening topic. I'm, I'm mad by proxy yeah. because, as you know, I'm, I'm like just a little bit older than you. Correct. So if you're being ageified, then by proxy, so am I. So maybe the way you can participate in this conversation is in relation to Madonna. Madonna in concert tonight. Chad asked me if I would go see Madonna, and I said no. Now I should ask my wife before I say no, because maybe she would want to go. I feel like at age 65, I do not need to hear you performing like a virgin. It's just not, I don't need you to Vogue. Like, I don't need it. Is that ageist? Sure. Fine. 651-461-9226. Do you have an age cutoff for for a pop star? Like, we're apparently okay with, like, going to see the old uh, rock stars. Pop star, to me, it seems different. I like to see the pop stars of today. I don't necessarily feel any need to go see Madonna. And I liked Madonna back back in the day. But, like, that, I would have liked to see Madonna back in the day. I don't want to see her now. I feel like I'm in the minority there. 651-461-9226. So here's what happened to me in the cafeteria. I'm in cafeteria. It's just like our little kitchen. So I'm filling up my water bottle. You know, I don't have the Stanley water bottle like all you cool kids. I've got my dupe, my Stanley dupe. So I'm filling up my giant water bottle. And Mark Fry from the newsroom comes behind me and says, oh, I I." I thought about scaring the crap out of you. And I laughed. And I'm like, you know, you could have, like, and you would have. Like, I, you don't expect anyone to be in this building, let alone sneaking up behind you. Well, and that kitchen is, is small, and it's shaped in such a way that you really don't yes. notice people coming up behind Correct. you. So, it, yeah, it lends itself to that kind of, kind of prank. And then he says, you know, I always think about maybe I shouldn't scare people who are of a certain age. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on, Mark Fry. What? I mean, and then he immediately backpedaled. Yeah. As because he heard what he said. Sure. Uh, not that, not that I mean you. Better go off he goes. <laughs> now, it would be I mean, imagine 
if you were just playing a prank on someone and you gave you literally gave someone one of your coworkers a heart attack, that would not be ideal. Um, but so now maybe I maybe I need to modify my own ageist tendencies. Because here I am, the victim of it. Mark Fry, I think, is, I don't know, Mark is in his late 20s. And so if you were 28, 29, the 49-year-old afternoon drive guy is, so I am to Mark Fry as Madonna is to me, age-wise and also icon-wise, very similar. Clearly, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so this has you feeling some form of tension because on the one hand, you know, I really, it's, yeah. it's a thing with Madonna, but when Mark Fry pulls it out of the holster, right? Come on now. Like, I feel like Madonna doesn't care if I say, I don't want to go see Madonna. She's too old, but, but I mean, she ne- might care. I don't, I certainly hope Madonna didn't, doesn't give a crap what I say. Well, Who I mean, cares? I, not that you, but just anybody that would call her old. Oh. I mean, did you care what Mark said because it was Mark or just because somebody said it? Yeah, it just, that's uh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Is there like an age cutoff when you think about these concerts? Now, I don't want to like, if you're excited to go see Madonna, I'd love to hear from you at 651-461-9226. There's something... And one texture says, just like red wine, she gets better with age. I'm here to tell you, I've had some 30-year-old red wine. It doesn't all get better. It doesn't. <laughs> Another texture, Burl Ives would be good. Well, sure. I mean, yeah. you know, there's right. a segment of the audience, I suppose. Jason, last week you went after the pollinators, and now you're going after the senior citizen. Yeah. Well. Who's next on your hit list? <laughs> Jason, it's hard to see performers 30 years past their prime. It can be kind of sad. Now, I'm going to guess that Madonna is w- would admit that she's past her prime, right? I mean, maybe I mean, how, not. How, how is she? Prime? I don't know. I mean, that's, you know, there's a lot of different know. ways you could you could perceive that. I think the people that are going to Madonna tonight are the folks that are, A, just, you know, enormous Madonna fans and would go see her. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And the people who like the big spectacle-type shows, because obviously she's going to put on... I bet it'll be great. I'm sure it'll yes. be spectacular, yeah. right? So if you like that kind of show, regardless of who's doing it, then you you know obviously want to be involved tonight. I think it's the folks in the middle, the folks that are like, yeah, you know, I listened to Madonna back in the day. That was great. But there's other stuff to do now. Those are the folks that are looking at no. this going, really? I don't, you know. And that would go for people that aren't, you know, enormous fans of the Rolling Stones, right? When the Rolling Stones come around on their tour, are we really going to do this again? You know, with, a bunch, with these guys that are in their 80s or whatever it is. Okay, but it's yeah. not. You know, but if you like the spectacle or you're just an enormous fan, that's a different deal. I mean, you know, these those folks aren't hurting for ticket sales. Let's put no, it no, exactly right. So somebody out there wants to go see them. Yeah, I mean, Madonna sold out, right? And Madonna is in concert uh, tonight at you know whenever she comes on. I don't, you know. She's Madonna. She can come on whenever she wants, right? Uh, is she in concert? Does she have two nights at the X tonight and tomorrow? No, just tonight. 
originally scheduled for July 30th. So it's tonight. To me, and, and so now what I'm I'm self-analyzing yes. live on the yes. air. Because, back on that couch. Well, when you think about some of the old rockers, yep. they tend to be men. Yep. So am I not only being ageist, I'm being sexist? Perhaps. Mm. Except, uh, you know, honestly, if it was the Rolling Stones in concert tonight, I hate to keep No interest. Right. No. So, and is that as much about their age as it is about your love of their music? <sighs> the Rolling Stones were a little before our time. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they it, weren't, you know, in the heart of Gen X. But it and it wasn't what my parents listened to. So, like, growing up, the music in our house was like Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. Yeah, that's different. Uh, okay, I've got a better <laughs> comp then. Okay. Uh, Pearl Jam just announced there is a new tour. Mm, I would go new see album, Pearl new tour. Jam. Yeah, and you wouldn't think twice about the fact that those guys their are age. all thirty no. years older than they were when they were, you know, no. in the in their partially because time. the Pearl Jam Act is not mm. so. The Pearl Jam Act mm-hmm. is rock and roll playing the music is as much about that sound as the the vocals, whereas Madonna. The act is partially about the dancing, the it's it's the whole production, sure. yep. right? I it's the Vogue. It's so to me there it, there is a difference there. I, I'm having a hard time exactly like figuring out why. Where I'm trying to decide, am I just being sexist that she's a sixty five year old woman mm-hmm. and when she was in her prime she was a late twenties, early thirties. And with a guitar player, you don't really care about that. I don't know. So now you guys can text in and tell me, <laughs> am I being more ageist or am I being more sexist? How am I letting down America today? 651-461-9226. Put me in one of those boxes or exonerate me. That is choice C, of the options when we come back on drive time. That's what all we're doing here is expressing ourselves. Madonna in concert tonight. I am going through a bit of, you know, self-examination here on the show. Express yourself is from 1989. 1989, the year I graduated high school. I was playing Madonna songs on WMTH 90.5 FM, our high school radio station in suburban Chicago. Dan, you're looking at me like, what? I'm sorry. Did you say you graduated high school in 89? Isn't that right? No, because I graduated high school in 92, so you can't possibly have graduated in 89. Oh, I graduated in 93. I started high school in There you go. I don't know, man. It's good we're about the same age, so you can correct this stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, as a guy who's sitting there, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm trying like, to figure which, out if he's... Which if, part of this are you confused about? <laughs> the radio station? The guy, yeah, no, the you're, guy right. That, uh, you're right. You're right. Is trying to figure out if he's ageist or not. It's the year I started. Can't, can't remember the year he graduated. I, 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 you know, that's right. I better watch it next time I criticize one of the presidential I was going to say, maybe candidates. you should run for president next. There you go. So this was high school. Yeah. This was high school. This text, so the texts are coming in. We're trying to decide if I am ageist for being uninterested in Madonna. 
Or am I sexist because I've seen Bruce Springsteen. I've seen, you know, you, there are older male rockers mm-hmm. that they've lost a step. Perhaps their voice isn't the same, but I don't have the same reaction where it's like, and, and this texture I think is nailing. Could it be that Madonna and much of her music is teen-oriented? Hubby and I went to see Ringo Starr, and when he sang You're 16, it was a little weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would be weird. I think that's it. I think that's it. Madonna, part of the appeal of Madonna's music, besides the fact that she, back in, in that day, incredibly talented, was that she was pushing the envelope. Yeah. She was singing about sex in a way that wasn't the norm. Especially her, for a female artist. And the way she danced and her videos and the way she dressed and all of that was very different. And today, I, it's she, she's 65. That like, it's different. That coming 65-year-old, yeah, that's a different deal. The content is different. Whereas, you know, is this the same with with the Rolling Stones? Aerosmith. Some of the acts where you're like, all right, these guys are old. Mm -hmm. Kiss. I mean, do you really want to see Steven Tyler doing Love in an Elevator? I mean. No. Yeah. Also no. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Hmm. Lots of texts coming in, 651-461-9226. How about Tina Turner at 65? She would have been awesome. Now, Tina Turner at 65? Maybe. I mean, again, if you're a big Tina Turner fan, you don't care. And it's not that I question her talent, but, you know, it was never. No, I wouldn't go see Tina Turner. Would Would you go to Paul McCartney or Bruce Springsteen? If so, then you are sexist. If not. You are ageist. <laughs> oh, narrows it right down. I mean. uh, I've seen Bruce Springsteen, and he's pretty good. It's, I mean, and, and that is a free ticket, though. Well, that that doesn't hurt. Just, but you just got offered free ticket to Madonna, and you, I don't see you leaping at that. So there's still that. Paul McCartney, no interest. Yeah, and the thing with those guys, you know, this goes back to you talking about being more vocally centered or more instrumentally centered. But both of those guys, the the voice isn't what it used to no. be, right? And that's why you have twenty seven backup singers so that you can make a more robust sound. So if if that if the voice isn't a factor with them, then you know, equity yeah. would say that it shouldn't be a, a deal with Madonna either. Uh, John from Blaine says Madonna was at her best in League of Their Own. It's a great movie, yeah. Nineteen ninety two. The year before you graduated high school. <laughs> 32 years ago. Yeah. 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 I mean, she's had a great run, like obviously selling out the XL. Like, I'm sure it's going to be a great show tonight. She's got I'm nothing just, to apologize for. People absolutely not. People want to come see her. Right. Right. We saw Cher. Now, this is interesting. We saw Cher when she was 70. I actually would like to see Cher. The age for Cher, for me, not a, not a, not a factor. Not an issue. What's the draw in Cher? Just, I mean, Cher, it's to me, Cher's voice is still like amazing. Okay. 
So I would go see. Oh, I'm not. I'm not sexist. <laughs> I'm not sexist, everybody. No, I would totally see Cher. Different deal. Barbara Streisand. Yes. Name some. Uh, name some other old women singers. Give me some. Give me some old ladies. <laughs> uh, Barry Manilow. Yes. Rod Stewart. Uh, no, Art Garfunkel, no, Paul Simon, no. Oh, this is, I feel so much better. I'm so just, now you're just back to being. Ageist I'm just the same point. ageist now, I was before. Right, that's really all it is. All right, I feel better about myself. You guys, thank you for helping me work through this. It's three thirty. I hope everyone who goes to see Madonna has the best time. I hope you're able to stay up as late as. Whenever she t- takes the stage, do I have to go now? Do I have to reply and say, like, for the show, I should take these tickets? Yeah, the tickets are probably already gone. Dodged a bullet. Uh, let's break. We are uh, going to do weather and traffic together. We'll do that. And then uh, at 335, I want to talk about refereeing. Great story on Care 11 last night from Boyd Hooper about a couple that officiates about 300 games a year. It just got me thinking, I got a kid who plays youth basketball. I was a referee when I was a kid. What is the state of refereeing in Minnesota? We'll get an update on that in just a minute on CCO. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Day. From newlyweds, 1983, to parents, that was in San Francisco, to retiree, we make it exciting, Thanks. Yeah, I mean we're, we're always learning something, S-I- from hard puzzles, <laughs> to hard work, I didn't know they were a husband and wife team, that's cool. Really cool story by Boyd Hooper last night about a husband and wife referee team. The Zetas, who referee about 300 games a year, football, volleyball. You heard the basketball whistle right now. It's a cool story. Check it out at care11.com if you missed it last night. That family bond, a couple married for 40 years out uh Spending quality time together while they referee. It got me thinking about refereeing. I spend most uh, Sundays in a gym watching my uh, 16-year-old play club basketball. And then soon enough, I'll be on the sidelines of soccer fields watching Sam play there. And you couldn't do it without the refs. Um, For a while, we had a bit of a crisis in Minnesota where high schools were scheduling football games on unusual days of the week because there just weren't enough refs. And you look at it and you're like, well, any of you guys have sat in the stands of any youth or high school sport, you look at it and think, who would want this job? Because parents, like the kids are great. The kids have always been pretty great. 
parents are, well, let's just say that parents act like we've got the uh, Bally's Sports instant replay capability on your fifth grade youth basketball game. Let's bring in Matt Olson. He is the president of one of the largest groups of uh, officials in the state. Go for state officials. He's on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Matt, thanks for being with us. Yeah, thank you very much, Jason. Story was fun, I think, uh, on CARE 11. I don't know if you got to see it last night, but it kind of put it reminding reminding all of us who have our, our kids playing sports that the people who, who make it happen are people with great stories and a love of young people and a love of sports. Yes, I would agree. I did see the... Uh, I did see the um, things by Boyd last yeah. night, and it's kind of nice. I grew up in Little Falls, so Swanville's right down the road, so yeah. I'm very familiar with the area. So they might have officiated me when I was growing up. <laughs> Who knows? So It's pretty cool. <laughs> Matt, I was a, my very first job was a basketball referee. I used to referee high school basketball games in suburban Chicago. Uh, I can run a lot faster backwards than I can forward. <laughs> I still have my whistle which, uh, you know, has been useful in parenting. Sometimes you got to get the Fox 40 out and blow, blow, blow a foul on your kids. What, what, yep. where, where are we when it comes to officials right now? Do we have enough right now in Minnesota? Um, you had mentioned, you know, in, in your, at the beginning there that there are still a lot of officials, shortage of officials for all sports. Um, you know, you had mentioned going to create different days you know, non-ordinary days of Tuesday, Thursday, Fridays, um, you know, normally Wednesdays because of, you know, certain things, you know, religions or whatever, they avoided Wednesdays, but now they're doing Mondays. They're doing, um, they're doing every day of the week just because there are shortage of officials uh, at all levels. Yeah. Um, and it, so is that okay? What's your, sort of your take on that? Because obviously it, it was uh, a change from tradition, but with, with the shortage of bus drivers too, I suppose spreading it out probably is helpful there. It It is helpful because it allows, uh, you know, I've been doing high school football for 31 years. So, um, being, you know, and having the normal Friday game, it allows you to go, you know, to help out and be able to go do another Thursday or have another crew, for example, in our case, taken sub because they're short of a crew person, you know, somebody yeah. on the crew. Yeah. So it, it, I mean, we don't do it for the money. If anybody says they're doing it for the money, they're in for it wrong. <laughs> um, so, you know, they're giving back, I'm giving back. And is that what is that, there is and, that why you do it, Matt? What, what, what yeah. is it that makes, especially after 30 years that makes you keep doing it? I love going out there and uh, just being around the players. Um, I've had, you know, I've, I've my some of my best friends um, are officials. Um, I've been able to, you know, I, I don't remember a score of a game. I might remember a play. I might remember talking to a coach. I might whatever, mm-hmm. but I don't yeah. remember the score. It's just the interaction and. It's before the game and after the game, going out with your friends, going out with the guys that you spend your Friday evenings with, in my case, or basketball. Yeah. You know, it's it's that. It's the camaraderie. Matt Olson I is guess. the president of Gopher State Officials. We're talking about 
uh, referees and youth sports and high school sports. I got to say, I, I, I like running the clock. So uh, I was running the clock this Saturday at a basketball game. And one of the two officials, there is a moment in the game where a kid really lost his temper. And the official, the ref took the kid aside and, and probably spent a minute talking to him. And it was just such a great moment to watch because it would have been very easy. And the kid probably deserved a technical foul. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was so great to watch. I mean, giving him a tee, what was that going to do? It's club basketball. It's not like we're it's not like it's a high school game that means anything. And just that little interaction I thought was so special and gets to what you're talking about with what the real motivation is uh, for most of the officials out there, which is, you know, you get a chance to maybe make a positive impact and help steer, you know, steer a kid in the right direction. Yeah, exactly. You know, we don't go out there to make, to we're going to throw 10 flags on a football game or throw <laughs> right. X amount of fouls. Right. Everybody thinks, you know, everything is, we're out there to give back and to have a good time and interacting with the kids and talking to them. And if we can teach them or just, you know, going making simple comments to them or just talking to them about something, usually they understand that we're human too. We're not out there to get them just the same as a coach might think that, but in reality, we're just out there to enjoy the game too. We got the best seat in the house. I always look at it that way. Matt, and, who, uh, who is easier to deal with the young people or the parents? Um, I guess, you know, over the past years at the high school level, I mean, we've been getting more thanks from coaches, from ADs, from other people out there than we have been getting any criticism, at least personally with me. Um, I know, you know, there's always criticisms about a call or whatever, but in reality, you're walking off a field and the coaches are saying, thank you. Great job. Look forward to seeing you again. Hmm. Um, you know, the youth level, the parents, I used to do a lot of youth level. Um, and the parents, they all thought they had the next Tom Brady or, you know, <laughs> Mike Trout or, you know, right. LeBron James. Right. And But at the same time, I know that it got to be bad for a while at the youth level. And I know a lot of the, the lower of those associations went and put rules in to, about how you treat coaches, how you, or how you keep treat officials. Yeah. And that's really helped out a lot too. Um, uh, it's good to hear. It's good to hear when we yeah. had, so my kids both went to Maple Grove high school and, uh, one of them plays soccer. And at the beginning of the year, they have this meeting with all the soccer parents and all of the players. And, uh, the last two years, the coaches have made a big deal about you need to not be trying to officiate the game from the sideline. And uh, they actually encouraged parents. They said, look, we, we, we would like it if you would say thank you to the officials. Because, you know, with soccer, especially as you have multiple levels, maybe you have a JV team, a B team, and a freshman team, you know, sometimes they only have one, one ref because there aren't enough refs. And so they've asked us as parents, like, hey, make sure you say thank you and you're nice because it, as silly as it sounds, like a little thank you helps encourage people to keep coming back and keep working, you know? Yeah. 
And, and that, you know, it, like I said, it's gotten over the past few years with the shortage. People are a lot more thankful. Um, Interesting. And it just, it makes it a lot easier. If people, and yeah. going out there. If people, so. if people want to wrath, because there may be people, you know, you're plenty of people who, who still love sports and want to be around uh, sports, but their playing days are gone. Uh, what, what do you recommend? Yeah. How do you get, how do you get involved? Um, there's, you know, there, as I said, we're protocol for state officials and we've got a website. You can go on there. And if you're interested in doing, you can also call up to anybody in the state of Minnesota. You can call, go to the Minnesota state high school league. They've got a website website and they, you know, we want to be an official and they'll get, and you can sign up there. It'll get dispersed. It might be if you live in St. Cloud or Rochester, it'll get to the right person in that association, or it might come to us or somebody over in St. Paul. Um, that's the best way to do it. Otherwise, if you know somebody, um, or just look up website of local high school official associations. Cool. Um, and that's the best way to do it. Well, we appreciate uh, what you do, Matt, and all the officials who are out there doing their thing so our young people can uh, go out there and do their thing. So we couldn't do it without you. So thank you for, for that, and thank you to all of the, the officials who are out there listening. We appreciate it. Yep. Thank you very much, Jason. Matt Olson, president of Gopher State Officials. 348. Uh, we're coming right back with a little bit of a startling data point on the number of people who, who are so lazy, so la- in my view, lazy when it comes to their Valentines. Maybe you'll think they're innovative. We'll talk about it next. Appreciate all the text about youth sports and referees. Our, our texters seem to think that our our official guest is maybe a little rose-colored glasses as far as whether parents have cleaned up their acts. My youngest played on a travel soccer team. Parents could be awful to refs. On one hand, parents are spending thousands of dollars every year. And then the leagues have high school kids refereeing. So that's, you know, you you get the frustration. On the other hand, absolutely the wrong message that the kids get when parents are losing their mind on the ref. Another uh, texter saying youth, youth Baseball, you have parents screaming at home plate umpires. If their kid strikes out, they videotape it, contest it, and post it on social media. <laughs> oh, goodness. That is that is ridiculous. All right. I, I do not believe this report. New research looking at AI in Valentine's Day. So I've played around a little bit with chat GPT. It's, you know, if you craft your request well, it is pretty good. But some new research says that 39% are looking to use AI to write a val- like a love note on Valentine's Day. of men are going to AI. What? I I can't imagine that this is true. 45, I mean, 45% of men are going to go ask an AI chat bot 
to write a love note to their to their girlfriend or their wife or their wife and their girlfriend? I mean, it just seems preposterous to me. I don't believe it. I do. I just don't. I mean, the uh, the idea of a lo- of a love message is that it should be specific. It should be personal. It should be from the heart. It should at least include like an accurate reference. Using chat, just some of these data points in this survey. I mean, I get it. It can be hard. Like part of the reason we buy a greeting card is because it's hard to come up with the right words. And I suspect that tomorrow Walgreens and CVS and Target is not where you're going to want to be trying to get a greeting card. But one in four Americans using AI to help create photos or other content when dating online. Like, this isn't that hard. Like, I love you. Says the married guy. I write beautiful love notes Clearly. to my wife. Beautiful. Many people are saying Some my love notes. you'll ever read. I do not have a problem in that department. Love note. I mean, I am now intrigued, though. Like, should I try to up the game with an AI love note (laughs) to my wife? It's just so embarrassing. Technology is mostly good. You know what? Maybe not. Technology is, what is wrong with us? AI to write a love note. It's embarrassing. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 